Hi, this is Gail Durr, and we will be reading from Genesis 28, verses 10 through 22, and Genesis 29, verses 1 through 14, from the New Living Translation. Before we begin the reading, let's remember that Jacob had deceived his father and brother for the blessing, the birthright. Esau wanted to kill his brother. Rebekah heard that and went to Isaac, and Isaac sent Jacob away to find a wife from their homeland. Isaac did not want Jacob to marry a Canaanite woman. So let's begin. Meanwhile, Jacob left Beersheba and traveled toward Haran. At sundown, he arrived at a good place to set up camp and stop there for the night. Jacob found a stone to rest his head against and lay down to sleep. As he slept, he dreamed of a stairway that reached from the earth up to heaven, and he saw the angels of God going up and down the stairway. At the top of the stairway stood the Lord, and he said, I am the Lord, the God of your grandfather Abraham, and the God of your father Isaac. The ground you are lying on belongs to you. I am giving it to you and your descendants. Your descendants will be as numerous as the dust of the earth. They will spread out in all directions, to the west and to the east, to the north and the south. And all the families of the earth will be blessed through you and your descendants. What's more, I am with you, and I will protect you wherever you go. One day I will bring you back to this land. I will not leave you until I have finished giving you everything I have promised you. Then Jacob awoke from his sleep and said, Surely the Lord is in this place, and I wasn't even aware of it. But he was also afraid and said, What an awesome place this is. It is none other than the house of God, the very gateway to heaven. The next morning Jacob got up very early. He took the stone he had rested his head against, and he set it upright as a memorial pillar. Then he poured olive oil over it. He named that place Bethel, which means house of God, although it was previously called Luz. Then Jacob made this vow. If God will indeed be with me and protect me on this journey, and if he will provide me with food and clothing, and if I return safely to my father's home, then the Lord will certainly be my God. And this memorial pillar I have set up will become a place for worshiping God. And I will present to God a tenth of everything he gives me. Then Jacob hurried on, finally arriving in the land of the east. He saw a well in the distance. Three flocks of sheep and goats lay in an open field beside it, waiting to be watered. But a heavy stone covered the mouth of the well. It was the custom there to wait for all the flocks to arrive before removing the stone and watering the animals. Afterward, the stone would be placed back over the mouth of the well. Jacob went over to the shepherds and asked, Where are you from, my friends? We are from Haran, they answered. Do you know a man there named Laban, the grandson of Nahor? He asked. Yes, we do, they replied. Is he doing well, Jacob asked. Yes, he's well, they answered. Look, here comes his daughter Rachel with the flock now. Jacob said, Look, it's still broad daylight, too early to round up the animals. Why don't you water the sheep and goats so they can get back out to pasture? We can't water the animals until all the flocks have arrived, they replied. Then the shepherds moved the stone from the mouth of the well, and we water all the sheep and goats. 
Jacob was still talking with them when Rachel arrived with her father's flock, for she was a shepherd. And because Rachel was his cousin, the daughter of Laban, his brother's, his mother's brother, and because the sheep and goats belonged to his uncle Laban, Jacob went over to the well and moved the stone from its mouth and watered his uncle's flock. Then Jacob kissed Rachel and he wept aloud. He explained to Rachel that he was her cousin on her father's side, the son of her aunt Rebekah. So Rachel quickly ran and told her father Laban. As soon as Laban heard that his nephew Jacob had arrived, he ran out to meet him. He embraced and kissed him and brought him home. When Jacob had told him his story, Laban exclaimed, you really are my own flesh and blood. So this is the end of the reading. This second half is about Jacob traveling on and meeting Rachel, his uncle's daughter. He is so excited, and so his is his uncle Laban. However, today I would like to focus on the first half of our reading that we had today. So here we see Jacob on his way to his uncle Laban's home to receive a wife from his mother's side of the family. As he is leaving, I'm thinking that Jacob would have had lots of different feelings. Maybe he was feeling a bit remorseful for lying to his father and brother, or maybe he was really scared of his brother's threats of killing him, or maybe he was relieved that he got away with his plan. Maybe he wondered about uh, where God was or how God fit into this or who is God. Maybe he was feeling really lonely. Maybe he was feeling very forsaken, knowing that he had to leave. I'm not really sure what Jacob's feelings were, but I would think it would have been that he had quite a few of these kinds of emotions. He does know that he was blessed by his father, and he is leaving with the promises from God. He then begins his journey of travel, and we see him stopping after a full day of being weary and with all these mixed thoughts. In verse 11, <clears throat> it says that Jacob found a good place to rest and found a stone to put his head down on. Now, that really doesn't sound perfect after a rough day of traveling to find a stone. But Jacob was happy to find a stone and to just be able to rest and lay down after this ordeal. It was at this time Jacob had a dream. In this dream, he saw angels of God going up and down this stairway from earth to heaven and heaven to earth. And at the top of the stairway stood the Lord who said, I am the Lord, the God of your grandfather Abraham and the God of your father Isaac. The ground you are lying on belongs to you. I am giving it to you and your descendants. And again, God goes on to give Jacob the promises that were given to his grandfather and father. And then God adds, I am with you and I will protect you wherever you go. It appears as though God is revealing himself to Jacob. We are not really sure what Jacob's relationship was with God before. It doesn't really appear that he had a relationship with God. So we think 
that just in reading this and studying this, that it looks like this was his first experiencing God and his first real encounter with God. It is like growing up and knowing about God from your parents, grandparents, friends, or others in your life. However, when you have an experience or an encounter with God, that really begins your personal faith journey with him yourself. So what did Jacob experience? He experienced God reaching out to him, even when he was wrong in his deceitful ways. He experienced God's love and grace blessing him when he did not deserve it. He saw God bringing heaven and earth together, which would eventually be through Jesus Christ. Remember, Jacob wasn't crying out to God that we know of. God was the one reaching out to him and revealing himself. What a wonderful dream and how powerful for Jacob to have this encounter with God. When Jacob wakes, he is overwhelmed with his experience with God. He then talks about this awesome place and wants to put a stone up and anoint it to remember this place where he now names Bethel, which means house of God. This reminded me of my very first experience of knowing that I had met God. As this was Jacob's first encounter, I was thinking of my first encounter, which was when I was 12 years old, and I was actually at the Ottawa County Fair. I knew all about God. I grew up in a Christian home, and I went to church and Sunday school, so I knew about God. But there was a church at the fair who had a booth that you could go inside, and it was called Noah's Ark, of all things. So I sat through a presentation, I was all by myself, of what it meant to have a relationship with Jesus. <clears throat> when I left that day, I knew that I wanted to follow Jesus on my own. It was more than what my parents had told me. I had had an encounter and experienced him that day. Of course, that was a lot of years ago. Just as Jacob would have many experiences and grow in his relationship with God, I also have had many other experiences on my journey. I, like Jacob, have received God's love and grace even as I continue to fail and not live a perfect life. I think of Jacob receiving all of God's promises, blesses, and riches in the state that he was in and then realize that I have also received the same in the state that I am in. So these were some of my thoughts that God gave me today, just thinking about my encounters with God, thinking about my experiences with Him, thinking about God's love and grace for me, even when I fail, that He loves me and cares for me. So what has God been saying to you today through this study? Let's pray. Dear Lord God, we come to you and thank you so much for your word that we can look at and see how um, Jacob experienced you and how he experienced you when he was not living a life of obedience to you and how you reached out to him. So I pray that for us today, Lord, that as you reach out to us, Lord, we would reach back to you and that we would experience your love and your grace. We love you. 
in Jesus' name, amen.